So we're in the sugya right now, in the middle of Bikuach Nefesh, Sakonis Tafoshes, as we started yesterday, this Gavaldiya sugya. Yesterday we mentioned one Loshan from the Yushalmi, we have to move on with another Loshan of the Yushalmi. There's another Loshan from the Heilige Yushalmi, the Yushalmi says that when it comes to Bikuach Nefesh, it comes to Sakonis Tafoshes, as we're dealing with today, in, if a person asks Akasha, Hashoyel, so yesterday we said, Harizemaguna, which is the Lashon of the Yushalmi, which is just disgusting to ask. He goes a step further, Yushalmi, and he says, not only is it disgusting, is Harizemaguna, Harizemaguna, domim. as well as the Lashon of the Yushalmi. That means the Yushalmi is telling us that if a person has a question when it comes to Pekoach Nefesh, what do I do? Am I Yemachal Shabbos, not Machal Shabbos? He asks a rubbish, Haila, you're spilling blood. Why? Because in the meantime, who knows what's going to happen with that fellow. Now again, of course, the Rishalmi is discussing a situation where you cannot wait. And where waiting could be detrimental to the person's health. But in a situation where you can wait, and things could be done in the correct and calm manner, of course. Then even the Rishalmi must, and that's what you should do. For example, one of the examples which is very common is a woman giving birth on Shabbos. A woman giving birth on Shabbos, again, depending on the situation, depending on the situation, will can sometimes done calmly with a shinoi, maybe even through a goy, maybe even in different ways. You don't necessarily have to be in a situation where, oh, what do we do? Quickly call an ambulance. Sometimes it will be that way. But to know that there are differences even within the sugya of Bukhach Nefesh. Now, yesterday we started with the introduction and we went through seven reasons why it's mutter, which the Gemara and Yuma tells us. Seven reasons why Chazal, why the Torah was matter, a person to be Machal Shabbos. And by the way, when we say to be Machal Shabbos, it, it means everything's mutter. Not only Chilo Shabbos, but anything that needs to be done is mutter, of course, with the exception of the Gimel Aveiras Chamurais, that's Avada not. But upon him, every other Avera could be mutter if it's going to save and help somebody save their life. So we spoke about the reasons, and one of the reasons we said was v'chai bohem. We want the Torah wants you to live by the Torah, not to die. V'chai bohem v'loishiyomus bohem. V'shomu v'nei yisrael Shabbos, right? We want you to keep Shabbos, and if we have to machal one Shabbos, k'day, in order that you'll keep many more Shabbos, and that's fine. That's kavaldik. So that's going to lead us to the following few shaylas of today. And that is like this. What happens if someone is what we call Lashon Chazal, a chayei shah? That means he's not going to live for very long. There is no shaila. The person is going to die soon, but we can prolong that. We can hopefully extend their life, maybe even for a few minutes, a few hours, hopefully a few days, months, years, and move on from there, right? We don't know. So the halacha is that even though he may die, for example, if one of the reasons why it's motto to Machal Shabbos is because he'll keep the next Shabbos, what if he's going to die before Tuesday? And therefore there's no shayla that he's not going to make it till the next Shabbos. The answer is, Chayisho, Avada, we are Machal Shabbos, without any shayla whatsoever. Um, we're Machal Shabbos to go along and prolong somebody's life in that case. That is a Dover Poshet Admoid. The Shulchanara goes in Shulchan Test, which we're not going to go into now, but it is very, unfortunately, Nagaya in Turkey, for example, where you've got a situation where there's rubble, and you don't know if anyone's there. And you have a Suffolk if they're there, you have a Suffolk if there's a Yid, you have a Suffolk if they're alive, Suffolk after Suffolk after Suffolk, and yet you can still be Machal the Shabbos. We'll talk about Suffolk in a moment. Next question. If we're saying that one of the reasons why we want a person to Machal Shabbos to keep somebody alive is because 
he's going to keep more Shabbosim, or because he's going to keep the Torah, live by the Torah, don't die by the Torah. So then what happens if the guy's in Eina Bardas? For example, let's say he, he fell so badly, there was no Shaila, he may be alive, but he will never talk, or, spe- or he, he's not going to be a normal person. Right? He's not a normal person in that case. What's the Hadlacha if someone is never really going to wake up, he's going to be a vegetable, for example, for the rest of his life? So therefore, there's no real toyeles, right? Bocharevi, the Gemara tells us, right? Yesh koina aloma b'sha'achas. That means a person can be koina his whole olam abo b'sha'achas of desta mechtabliyah. There's a whole shtickle toy on this. But al kaponim, you know what this means? This means like this: that even if you're saving a person who's going to be a vegetable, rachmon for the rest of his life, he's never going to talk, he's never going to put on tefillin, he's never going to keep shabbos in a physical way. You have to machal shabbos. There's no shaina. You absolutely have to machal shabbos. I, I was involved with a case quite a few years ago where somebody was here in Eretz Yisrael, you know, Shuba, and uh, they were alone from here in Eretz Yisrael by themselves. Their family lived in England, and uh, their, if I remember correctly, I think it was I think it was the man's mother was in uh, was in a vegetable state in the hospital. Mum is just like a vegetable, no shaykhs, no shaykhs, anything, no recovery. They were just like waiting for the end. And this man's sister called him up on a Friday, over Shabbos, and said, I'm just letting you know that I'm going to the hospital tonight, Friday night, or Shabbos morning, whatever it was, Saturday morning, she wasn't religious, and I'm going to tell them to pull the plug, because this is ridiculous, it's costing us too much money, we cannot have her in the hospital anymore, there's no reason she's not living anyway, what quality of life is this, we have to save beds for younger people, all of these stupid svaras that they say in these situations. So this man called up a rabbi, and the rabbi said, get on a plane on Shabbos Kodesh and go and sort out the situation. Since you're one of the one of the kids, you're one of the siblings, you have the right to say no and they will listen to you. Whatever, every situation is different, you have to know. And he told them, get on a, get on a plane on Shabbos. Do whatever you have to do to get there. They say, that, that person is never really going to wake up. His mother was never going to wake up. Not going to keep Shabbos, not going to make brachas, not going to do anything. That's not the point. Just to keep someone alive. By the way, just a bederich agav. It shows us how chosh of life is, even if a person can't do anything. The very fact that we can think, right? The whole chovis halavavis is mamish full of this. Chovis halavavis, what can we do with our brains? What can we do with our hearts? Even if we're not physically, you know, maybe doing something, but we can accomplish so much even without that. Yes? Uh, what if the person think? Irrelevant. You don't know what's going on. There are, there are many studies have, that were done where the doctors thought that they could not think, and there was some movement in the brain, and you don't know what's going on. You know what tikkun they needed in the world. You know, also, it's not our cheshben. Again, Rabbi said, we're not passing over here, shailas, about pulling the plug, not pulling the plug. That's not what we're getting into. The point is to know what Shabbos in every situation. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to get involved in putting the plug by both side, because it's very complicated, and it's not our sugya. Our sugya is to be machal Shabbos to save somebody's life. Is it mamish to get this guy? a lot to get to, yeah. We'll talk about that. Now, let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Um, for example, we can be Machal Shabbos for a baby of a few hours old. We have no idea what's going to happen. Are they going to make it or not going to make it? What about a pregnant woman, for example, that feels that the baby has stopped moving? Oh, by the way, Rabbi Sai, I'll give you an eight Tova. So remember, if a woman ever feels that the, that the fetus, that the baby stops, is stopping to move, she should drink some orange juice or something sugary, wait 10 minutes, Generally, you'll feel movement. If you don't feel movement, you can call a doctor on Shabbos. You can even be Machal Shabbos for such a case. That's a double poshet ad mo'id. Let's move on, Rabbi said, to a few more situations. The Olam asked Kasha. What about a guy? If the whole reason to Machal Shabbos, for a yid, to be Machal Shabbos, so is in order 
that we will keep Shabbos, or that person will keep Shabbos, or the Mekhan, the mitzvahs. What about a goy? Can we Mechal Shabbos for a goy? So the Mishnah and Yuma tells us clearly, the Mishnah and Yuma says no. We are not Mechal Shabbos for a goy. Now the problem is, the Poskim saying, the Gemara already talks about it, that Mishum Eva means that if the Goyim find out that the Yidna are not Mechal Shabbos, then you know what that will cause? That will cause terrible situations. Mimela, Zut Allah Poskim, again, with Shlomo Zabad, with Moshe, Yosef, and others, that nowadays, especially with social media, the news, and everything being distributed and sent around the world, 100% we are Mechal Shabbos for a Goy without thinking twice. Of course, this is not now to discuss if a person wants to become a doctor. We have two Talmidim of this yeshiva that are on their way to become a doctor, Be'ezus Hashem, and the Shaila is what happens if you could take a shift on Shabbos with Goyim. That's already a different Shaila. But I'm talking about if a person's involved, he's on the street, and he sees something happens with Goyim, or he's at Solomon member, or whatever it may be. So of course we are Machal Shabbos for a Goyim. What about a Mumar? What about someone that's a Yid, but not Mekayim Torah Mitzvahs? Lahachis, Bedafka? I don't want to keep the Torah Mitzvahs, Chas So there's a Prima Godim, well, the Prima Godim says very clearly, over here in Shin Ches, that we're not allowed to Machal Shabbos for a Mumar. However, the Chazanish famously writes, and again, I don't want to go too much into every detail of it because we could spend weeks just discussing each each point. The Chazanish says that most of the Yidden out there in the world are what we call a Tinik Shanishba. Tinik Shanishba means that they were a child that were kidnapped, and therefore, even though they were not physically kidnapped, but they don't understand the beauty of what it means, Yiddishkeit, Shabbos Kodesh, of Tzfilah, of having a Shaykhaz, the Rabbi Shalom, of everything else together with that. Zuk the Chazanish. Unless you sat there with this, with this, with this Yid and explained to him and gave him the patience and the time and the beauty of what Yiddishkeit is, which most people don't do and they never heard, all they heard is in the news what, you know, some Hafkana is doing on the street, whatever it is. And there's people over there, ah, look what they're doing. Unfortunately, that's the Matthias. They see that sometimes. And that's their impression, right? So they're called the Tinik Shanishba. Of course we can, me, Machal Shabbos, for someone that is, um, that is not keeping Shabbos. Again, like I said yesterday, the famous story of a guy, a guy that had to get on his solar bike, went over there to go, you know, for some guy that went on a motorbike uh, accident on front Shabbos morning, and the guy looks at him and says, you Machal Shabbos for me. Boom, the next week, there he was with the curly pies, with the stramel already, it was, it was Gavaldi. But I'll cap on him, moving on. Machal Shabbos for a baby, in any stage, even though there are different stages in Chazal and Shulchan Aruch, of a baby, whether or not a baby's got a din of going to live or not. Nowadays, we have incubators, we have beautiful Baruch Hashem, medical uh, advances that are able to save babies at a very young age, even in the seventh month, therefore we are allowed to Machal Shabbos for any age of a child, even if there's a suffix that the child will live or anything similar to that. What if a person, Rachman al-Itzlon, tried to commit suicide and uh, was not successful, and now they're in a situation of a they're in very bad danger because of either what they took or what they did to themselves. They didn't manage to kill themselves, but they did manage to harm themselves in a terrible, terrible way. The post can discuss at length whether a person is allowed to be Mahalal Shabbos for such a person that put themselves in that situation. Zukt Allah Poskim Kemat, that it's muta. 
Even though there are also the mach, there are those who are machme, but the poskim say about it's not especially as nowadays we say that a person that is in that situation is probably not thinking straight, probably has some issues, whatever it may be, and Mimele is not a healthy person. Of course, we have to help him because he doesn't understand fully the ramifications of many of his actions in that way. Let us move on, Rabbi Sai, um, to a different shilas over here, and that is a yesh, yeah. Beautiful question. Beautiful question. How do you know from, let's take a regular perspective. Dovi's asking if we're not a Hatzala member, if we're not a doctor, if we're not trained, how do we know if something is a Bikuach Nefer situation that requires Chil Shabbos in any way? So number one, I want to give you two answers. Number one, we have to know that the din of a Sophic Bikuach Nefesh is means it's Bikuach Nefesh. Which means, if we even have a suffix that this is a life-threatening illness, that this person may die, again, we're not discussing a Chodesh we're not even discussing Sakonis Eba, that he loses Eba, we've discussed this briefly. We're discussing now, it's a suffix that this person may die, or this will cause him to die in some way soon. Suffix B'Kuach Nefesh L'Hokel, which means, even if we'll keep him alive for a bit longer, or we'll save his life, a hundred percent we should be Machal L'Shabbos, that is a Psat Klon Shulchan like Shlomo Zalman said, what do I do? Shlomo said, I had the same suffix. When is it B'Kuach Nefesh? So he said, if it's something that most people would run for, then run. And do whatever you have to do. Call an ambulance, do whatever has to be done. Now what I want to give you, which I think is the second answer to your beautiful question, is I want to give you a few examples of what is considered to be B'Kuach Nefesh. I'm not saying these are the only examples, but this is important our boys say to listen to, because this is a list of a partial list of what is considered to be a fashor sarkonis of or at least a suffix sarkonis of that will be allowed to be machal Shabbos. Okay? Let me give you a few examples. Um, signs of a heart attack or a stroke. Uh, a woman giving birth, obviously. Persistent high temperature. Persistent. Not just a one-time thing and not because we know what the person is sick. Because before Shabbos we called the doctor and the doctor said it's okay, they have the flu, they have strep, whatever it may be. And therefore it's high temperatures to be understood. When it's not understood or when it comes with other symptoms, persistent high temperature is a sakonis nefoshos, a person could be machal Shabbos. You may ask, what does it mean high temperature? So let me just give you again a few gedorim that the Gedonim bring us. Reb Moshe brings, even though the Tzitzeliyaz has a cash on him, Reb Moshe brings a Chedek Alas to Mekuf Chavtes, he says 102 Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that is in, in Celsius, but 102 Fahrenheit is at least a Sophic Sarkonis Tovoshes. Rav Vosna, Rav Falk told me this as well. Rav Falk told me, which is better in the sheet of Rav Vosna and Rav Nisim Karelitz, that they hold 104 in that case. Rav Zil Obach told me, Lamaisa 105. Rav Chacham Ben Sin Abba Shaul and Olet Sion writes 102. But again, this is all depending on the situation. Also depends if it's an elderly person or if it's a young baby or a child. Obviously a young baby with high temperature, especially a newborn baby, any high temperature could be very dangerous. Call an ambulance. Call a doctor. That's a double portion. After three months, generally it gets a little bit easier. But for sure, a newborn baby, for sure, is going to be any high temperature could be a problem. Problem, young child for sure, an adult, again, depending on the situation, depending where he's holding before that, you'll know what's going on. An injury to the eye that we mentioned previously, because the eye and the heart are connected, so it's a bad injury to the eye, is at least a sophic saconosophosis, appendicitis, diabetes, a person that's got diabetes and has an attack, uh, pneumonia, uh, if a child swallowed an object, right, that's a double posh ad 
major blood vessels that had been cut, right? The wrist, back of the hand, there's heavy bleeding, pukuach nefesh. A person faints and is still unconscious. Normally you can feed them a little bit of water, sugar water or something, you can get it going, put the feet up, whatever, I'm not going to go, this is not a first aid course, this is not a CPR situation, but just to realize the person is continuing to be unconscious, that is at least the sofa b'kuach nefesh, meningitis, food poisoning, right, negate the children that, you know, open up the closet, open up the cupboard, the drawer, that have, you know, uh, very many detergents and bleaches and St. Moritz and all these things. This was for sure a Shiloh B'Kurach Nefesh. Severe burns, internal bleeding. Sometimes you have a child that falls from a height, let's say on a bunk bed, and you have a child that falls down, it's continuing to cry. There could be internal bleeding going on. Even if they look good, there could be internal bleeding. That could be a problem in that case over there. A person has to realize any injury of an internal internal organ, heart, lungs, uh, kidneys, stomach, and all these things, unless you know otherwise, is yes, considered to be a Bukwach Nefer situation. A very, very deep cut, right, that's under the tissue, is at least a suffix Bukwach Nefer, especially because it could get infected. A splinter, or a thorn that is between the skin and the fingernail. We mentioned this, right? A, a splinter or thorn that is between the nail and the skin of the fingernail could be a mamish, a bikuach nefesh situation in that case over there. Animal bites. Anyone that gets bitten by an animal could lead to all sorts of illnesses. Scorpion, wild dogs. Um, it could be also horses and donkeys. By the way, a human bite is the same thing. If a person is bitten by a human being and it pierces the skin, actually pierces the skin, it's quite unusual, but if it does pierce the skin, that could cause serious infection in the blood, that is bekuach nefesh, call an ambulance in that case. Um, a bone fracture, we spoke about the thigh bone, or an open fracture as well, a heat stroke or sunstroke, and depending on situations. Now, everybody, so there's a lot more to discuss, but one of the things I'd like to discuss is, is, is Shailin the Gemara, which is Bikuach Nefesh on Shabbos. Is it Hutra or is it Chuya? That means, is it Hutra meaning it's like a Wednesday, do whatever you want, put on the air conditioning, put on the music, whatever. Or is it Chuya, that means it's still Shabbos, but they pushed it over for Bikuach Nefesh, and therefore I do have to be careful how I am Mechal Shabbos. In Mitzvah Shem tomorrow, we'll go through the Have a wonderful day.